Certainly, income-oriented investors, I think, should pay a lot of attention to this strategy. You know, it's in the name of the fund premium yield. So there's a lot of yield coming out of this portfolio. Welcome to ETF Market Insights, a podcast where some of Canada's leading investment experts guide you through the world of exchange-traded funds. Brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. You're listening to the ETF Market Insights Podcast. I'm Danielle Nuzzle with BMO ETF. It's great to have you join us today. So today we want to talk about an ETF for income-oriented investors. That's the BMO Premium Yield ETF, ticker ZPay. Now this ETF provides enhanced income to investors using an options-based strategy. Now, We did a podcast about 18 months ago on this ETF, and it was actually our most downloaded podcast of the year, which I think is really telling because, you know, this isn't just a plain vanilla index ETF. There's a few things going on under the hood. So it's a rules-based active strategy, which uses an option overlay, so that's calls and puts, to enhance yield while staying relatively defensive. So I think it's really great investors have been using these podcasts to educate themselves and do, you know, doing their research on these types of products. I think that's really smart. So today we decided to return to this topic to give investors an update on this ETF. A lot has happened since our last ZPay podcast. So today we're going to discuss how the strategy has worked through the market turbulence over the last year and a half. And today to guide us through this discussion is Chris McKamey, a portfolio manager with BMO ETFs and one of the lead managers on ZPay. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Danielle. Happy to be here. So before we get into it, just maybe a quick refresher on ZPay. So this is an enhanced income ETF that uses those options, those calls and puts to boost the yield and provides a monthly distribution to investors, which is tax efficient. We're going to get into all of this shortly. So Chris, maybe just to start, maybe you could walk us through the strategy. Can you give us an overview on how this ETF works and how uh, you and your team are able to provide this enhanced yield using uh, the option overlay? Sure. And really, there's two sides to the strategy here, um, both selling put options and selling call options, as you mentioned. And what we do is by combining them into one fund, into one strategy, we're really reinforcing that buy low and sell high discipline that all investors want out of the equity markets, but in practice is actually hard to achieve. On the one side of the fund, the primary goal of the strategy is to generate income through selling those put options. And let's say, for example, I wanted to sell a put on Apple stock. And if Apple's trading around $155, I might sell a put option that has a strike price of $140, somewhere below where the stock is trading today. In exchange for selling that option, I'm collecting a premium into the fund or a payment into the fund in order to sell that option. And on the other side of that, what I'm agreeing to do essentially is to buy Apple stock at $140, whatever the strike price was of that put option that I sold. And so what the fund does is sets aside cash, uh, either in cash or T-bills, enough cash to buy that stock at $140. 
And so over the life of that option contract, if the stock moves up in price or sideways or even down a little bit, um, that option will expire worthless and we'll just collect that premium. If, however, the Apple stock price does go down below $140, the holder of that put option will exercise that option and that will require us to buy that stock at $140. Now, again, we have the money set aside to do that in cash or T-bills, so there's no leverage or anything associated with this fund. We own all the cash that we need uh, for every put option that we sell. And so again, if that stock price comes down, we will enter into that stock position and we will hold that stock. This takes us to the second side of the strategy where we're holding stocks in a similar way to any other um, equity fund would. Uh, so a portion of our fund is holding stocks and on those stocks, we will sell call options. And so the strike price of the call option tends to be higher than where that stock was currently trading. So again, let's go back to that Apple example if Apple stock did sell off to $140 and was currently trading around $140, I might sell a call option with a $145 strike or $150, for example. And so again, in return for, for selling that option, I'm generating some more cash flow within the fund. I'm collecting more premium. And if the stock rallies above that strike price, then we would have to sell that stock away for that strike price. Again, whether it's $145 or $150. So again, you can see we're reinforcing that buy low and sell high mentality by only entering into a stock position at lower prices than where the stocks are trading today, and then selling them away only at higher prices from where those stocks are trading today. And on both sides of that transaction, again, we're collecting premium, those option premiums. So we're collecting cash flow within the fund in order to do that. Great. Thanks so much for that thorough uh, review on that, Chris, and kind of walking us through on how you're able to you know, buy low and sell high using those calls and puts all while collecting those premiums along the way to create that enhanced income or that cash flow for investors. Now, what about the types of stocks you're writing puts and calls on. So I know there's a few characteristics you and your team uh, look for. You mentioned Apple. What other types of equities are you writing these options on, Chris? Sure. And I, I should mention Apple is one of those stocks we uh, are currently writing options on in the portfolio, and it is held within the portfolio as well. But essentially, we are looking for those larger cap companies that provide a lot of liquidity uh, in the portfolio that makes it very efficient for us to run that option overlay. But it's really important to pick those stocks that are underlying this strategy because we want to choose stocks that we would otherwise like to own regardless of what the strike price is. So we're looking for those quality oriented stocks. And one of the um, metrics that we look at is consistency of, an, of earnings stream. So we want companies that have fairly consistent earnings. We don't wanna have huge surprises um, when earnings season comes around and earnings are reported, you know, that's really one of those catalysts that will drive a, a stock price either much higher or much lower is a earnings surprise. And so we want to minimize the amount of surprises we get in the portfolio from earnings. Another metric that we look at is we generally want companies that have low levels of debt. And this is pretty important um, in the environment we're in going forward as the Federal Reserve looks to you know, reduce the quantitative easing that's happening um, in the market right now, and eventually we'll start to raise interest rates as well. 
companies with lower debt levels won't really be affected by any surprise moves in interest rates. And so if you do get a surprise on the, in the rates market somewhere, hopefully the stocks in this portfolio aren't too affected by that, again, because they have generally low debt levels. And so again, you're, you're looking at stocks that otherwise are fairly attractive to own. We don't worry too much about uh, the valuations because again, we're only buying these stocks if those valuations come down a little bit. So we're not too worried if the stock is currently overpriced, I'll sell a put option on that stock and if the price comes down, that's when we buy it. So that valuation becomes a bit more attractive. Um, so overall, you know, market leading um, and sector leading companies is what we're making up here. So Apple, you, uh, we mentioned, is one of those companies. Microsoft is another, but also in other sectors such as healthcare, like Johnson & Johnson, United Healthcare, um, and then PayPal as well as another example of a recent uh, addition into the portfolio. So we want the market leading companies. We want those quality-oriented stocks as well because, again, we want stocks that if they do sell off, we're happy to own them and we're happy to ride those valuations back up. And we also want to have a diversified portfolio. So we are diversified across all sectors um, or many sectors anyway uh, in, in order to ensure that we don't have undue risk in, in any one area or one sector. Great. So those are large-cap blue-chip companies those quality characteristics you mentioned, you know, low debt to equity, uh, consistent earnings are all such important things when you're buying these companies uh, when they kind of dip or on market dips. Uh, thanks for walking us through that. So, Chris, we launched ZPay uh, in January 2020. So I'd say this ETF was quickly put to the test. You know, March 2020, markets collapsed. And then, of course, a, a massive bull market. They all rebounded in the second half of last year. So how did this ETF manage through this topsy-turvy market environment of 2020? And then how has it performed throughout 2021 now that markets have somewhat stabilized? Yeah, and certainly, you know, as you say, when we launched the fund in January 2020, Little did we know uh, it, it would get put through the test so quickly um, after launch, but pretty happy to say that the fund generally performed as expected during that period of extreme volatility in the markets. Um, you know, essentially entering that market sell-off period in March of 2020, the fund is under and generally will be underinvested in equities. You know, call it a normal range of 30 to 50 percent equities. Um, and so, you know, entering that market sell-off, we were in that 30 to 35% range in terms of the amount of equities held in the portfolio. So as the market sells off, um, you know, this portfolio is much more defensively positioned than just a, a plain equity fund. And so did much better at preserving capital on the downside. But as markets are selling off, again, those put options start to go into the money. Those put options get exercised. And then the amount of equity in the portfolio starts to build up. And what we did see is through April, you know, the equity weight in the portfolio actually reached as high as 70%, uh, which is very high for what we would expect this strategy in, in normal conditions. But as the market rebounded in April, May, and throughout the summer, the portfolio benefited from that higher weight in equities because, as you say, the equity market did rebound. There was significant growth. And so the, the portfolio overall benefited from having that higher weight in equities. And then, as I mentioned, on those equities, you know, we sold some call options. And so as those equities rallied over time throughout the summer, the equity weight started to drift back down 
to what we call a more normal range in that 35% range by the end of summer, as again, those call options go in the money, they get exercised and we sell away the stocks at, at higher prices than when we bought them. And so we were very happy to see how it performed throughout that, that market environment in 2020. As you say, in 2021, I think what investors have seen really is a more normal environment, um, first within equity markets and in markets in general, but also in, in how this strategy is expected to perform over time and, and in normal market conditions. What we've seen is the fund providing a high level of monthly distributions to in, those income-oriented investors and some capital appreciation as well. So the, the net asset value of the fund continuing to go up over time and overall a very low level of volatility in terms of the movement in that net asset value. And so again, high levels of income, fairly low levels of volatility within the portfolio and some level of capital appreciation as well. So very happy with how this strategy has performed both through that 2020 turbulence and then in more normal conditions in, in 2021. Yeah, it's really great uh, to see what it has done over the last 18 months, because usually just get this, these kind of market environment takes maybe a decade or five to 10 years to see uh, market crash and bull market. So uh, good to see how ZPay uh, performed throughout all that. And I do want to highlight uh, your point on how the equity weight will shift around depending on what the market is doing. I think this is important to to remind everyone that that kind of provides that defensive characteristic uh, that ZPay has because it is not 100% uh, long equities. Uh, last question for you, Chris. What types of investors uh, may want to consider a product like ZPay and then how would it fit in a portfolio? Sure. And, you know, certainly income oriented investors, I think, should pay a lot of attention to this strategy. You know, it's in the name of the fund premium yield. Um, so there's a lot of yield coming out of this portfolio, again, in, in the form of those monthly distributions, particularly investors in taxable accounts, because all of these option premiums that we've been talking about, both the put options that we generate and the call options that we generate are taxed as capital gains. So not only is it a high level of income, but it's highly efficient tax or highly tax efficient income as well. So a high level of income coming out and particularly for investors in taxing taxable accounts, again, uh, we think this makes a lot of sense. Um, in terms of portfolio construction, where it fits in, you know, it's really a bit more risky than fixed income, but less volatile than, than equities. And so it's really uh, fits in the middle there in between your equity and fixed income allocation. It's really an alternative source of that high level of income. And so we think it makes sense to fit into any income oriented portfolio, again, in between um, you know, what you would allocate to fixed income and equity. Um, and we've also seen investors utilize this strategy as sort of an equity replacement where, you know, you might be a little bit hesitant to be fully invested in the equity markets if you are concerned about valuations or concerned about a sell-off coming. You know, we have seen investors sell off traditional, a portion of their traditional equity allocation, put it into ZPay or ZPay, um, and then continue to have sort of one foot in the door, so to speak. There is, again, there's some element of growth in this portfolio. There is some equity exposure in it, but you're also generating that high level of cash flow. And if equity markets come off, then it will again re-enter into the equity markets. And so it makes a lot of sense for investors to, on the fringes of their equity allocation, again, if you're concerned with valuations, if you want to take a little bit off, if you want to de-risk a little bit, um, but don't want to fully 
you know, leave the growth potential behind, uh, this is a great strategy to utilize. Great. So BMO Premium Yield ETF, and you talked about the lower volatility to broad equity markets, providing that higher yield, that tax-efficient yield, uh, at a low cost too. So we didn't mention 65 basis points manage- management fee. And writing option strategies is not easy for uh, investors to do on their own. So it, it's really fantastic that they can um, access these strategies with uh, an ETF. And thanks, Chris, for you and your team doing all the hard work behind the scenes writing the options on this ticker. And thanks so much for joining us today to give us that deep dive on ZPay. Absolutely. Great. Well, that's it for us today. But hey, if you want more, if you want to learn more about ETFs, we have our Market Insights webinar, etfmarketinsights.ca, and that's every Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Definitely check it out. Thank you to Daniel Nessel and Chris McKinney for joining us on ETF Market Insights. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to tune in each month as we review different investment solutions to help you navigate the world of financial markets. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio managers represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investments should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statement that necessarily depends on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. ETF Market Insights has been brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management.